have like a really big intricate, not even an intricate conversation whenever we start. Jay just hits the button and then we'll, we'll eventually start the intro and then he we just We don't even kinda... recognize sometimes. Jay will just be, uh, we'll just be talking about whatever. I think with Adam, we were talking about what, like Super Smash Bros or something? We were talking about like something weird and then... Uh, I looked over and the button was just red. Yeah. No, I remember one of that, that conversation. I think y'all were talking about like... Not being in the open world video games or something. Oh like that. yeah, we were. Oh, we're talking, oh, about, we're talking about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Breath of the Wild. There it goes. And I was thinking to myself when I was listening to, it, I was just like, man, like that's my jam. Yeah, open world open games. World? Yeah, like open world RPGs are my. <laughs> like, let me like put me in a big like sandbox and just it's just a playground. Mm-hmm. I can I can do yeah. anything I want. Like no, like I'm not a good. Like, I don't do well with linear games just because I just like it's to just explore everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when, when I heard that, I was just like, ah, that like, hurt my heart. I was like, <laughs> ugh, damn. I can't. Yeah, like I said on that podcast, Skyrim is just, like, too big for me. I, I remember climbing up a mountain, and I got into a cave, and I was like, oh, it's go time. But I just kept getting just whipped. I was just getting whooped every time I kept going back in there. And I was like, this sucks. And then I went to the forest, and there was, like, a fic. I don't know if it was a fairy. I don't know what it was, but it was like, it looked like a person made out of leaves. Yeah. And they, bro, they. I know exactly. Whooped me. I know exactly who you're talking about. And then, yeah, after that, I found a dragon on me just walking on a road, (laughs) and that killed me about. uh, It killed me a lot of times. Yeah. And I was like, God, this is this game's not for me, and I just felt so discouraged. Skyrim, man. You skipped all the way to the end, bro. (laughs) It's hard out here for a pimp. That's Mm -hmm. that's what you gotta. Breath of the Wild was so easy to get into. One, because it's so cartoony. Two, because I guess I'm familiar with, like, Link and that whole, like, series. Mm -hmm. It it felt big, but it didn't feel too big. Yeah. Like, even, even, um... The shrines. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of shrines. The shrines in that are game. cool. It's it's fun trying to find. It was fun trying to like find them all. Yeah. No, that's that's my favorite part too. Is just finding the different shrines to go in and just explore. Yeah. And all the different puzzles and crap, whatever. Yeah. Well, sandbox and being creative <laughs> meshes well with the theme of today because today we have a special guest. Welcome uh, to the Buckle Bomb, by the way. Welcome to the Buckle Bomb. <laughs> welcome back. Um, it is I, your host. Danny O'Ryan, a.k.a. Primo, your local resident star boy. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's uh, fifth runner-up in the <laughs> most likely to take a bad back bump contest. <laughs> it's I, Mr. Marty Groff, Felix Rogers. Hello. Oh, hey. It's on th- uh, nick- nick- nicknames again on theme, on theme for today for our special guest. Hey, you know what? I appreciate that. Yes, like, sir. I feel loved. Thank you, guys. Special <laughs> guest, by the way, uh, Brother Zeke. Yo. A.k.a. Uh, do you want your real name to be out there? Uh, you know what? That's cool. Chris yeah, Ross. Chris, Chris Ross. Because How you doing, man? The boss Ross. Yes. yes, sir. Been waiting to have you debut for a while. Same. Been grinding for a long time. Yes. Big body boy. Yes. Put the hurting on you. Oof. Got to practice uh, the last ride. Oh, and choke man. slams on me. That was satisfying. Close lines. Yeah, was it? Because it wasn't for me, dog. <laughs> before this man debuted, before this man debuted, uh, we were going over some moves for him. And... Uh, Good old Papa Don and Warsaw called me into another ring, and they're like, hey, uh, you want to help us out real quick? You know me. I'm giddy. I'm always ready to help. Mm-hmm. I step in the ring, and they're like, all right, you're going to take a powerbomb and a choke slam and a clothesline. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> well, what? <laughs> we were just taking Russian leg sweeps over there, and you want me to come do a power? First of all, before that, I have never taken a powerbomb. I oh, have shit. never taken a, a choke slam. Oh, wow. So that was all the first for me, too. Wow. Uh, as they were explaining to you, Warsaw was like, oh, this isn't really hard. Uh-huh. And he gave me, like... <laughs> He gave me like five power bombs, and then in the middle of us doing power bombs, they're like, "You know what? Let's make it a last ride." Oh, <laughs> oh. Chris, you're taller. Or, uh, yeah, you're taller than Warsaw, right? Yeah, probably yeah. By, by an inch. 
or two, oh, something like that. that. Hey, that inch feels like an eternity for that what? last ride, dog. Yeah, Warsaw then handed the reins to you, and oh my god, we had um, some drag queens come in in the middle of that, and mm-hmm. every time I took a power bomb, they would come up to the ringside and they would try to hold my hand and ask if I was okay. <laughs> they were really concerned. At least they were brutal. considerate. God. You know what? I got you over, man. You- <laughs> with the drag queens? Yeah, yeah right, very popular in the drag community. How did it feel? Uh, up to that point, were you learning any like big impact moves other than that? Um, to be honest with you, no. Um, just because I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Like, so coming into wrestling, like we all have this like vision of what we want to be, right? Yeah. And I mean, me being a bigger guy. Well, me personally, I don't think that I'm a bigger guy just because I mean I've been playing sports all my life, and yeah. usually I'm like the mid-sized guy. What? Yeah. Wait, okay. First of all, how tall are you? Uh, about six three. Oh my, this six man. four. I mean, like I mean, we we can get grouped with other other larger gentlemen, you true. know. Yes, <laughs> especially basketball. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, basketball is literally land of the giants, so <laughs> that makes. I guess you'd be average size for basketball. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're in like general population right now. You were huge. Yeah, no, but, but go on. Yeah, it's it's taking me a little time to you know process that. So mm-hmm. now I'm getting into the mode of you know how to be a big guy. Yeah, right. So I mean, watching a lot of you know Undertaker because I feel like this is what my character is closer to. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people say Papa Shango, but I mean. I like the voodoo gimmick, and mm-hmm. I did my research on Papa Shingo, and I like a lot of guys, whenever they do shoot interviews on it, they say, oh, I mean, it could have been a good gimmick, but, you know, just the the magic side of things kind of makes it cheesy, right? Yeah. Like, we all think about The Undertaker and Papa Shango, and mm-hmm. that whole, like, weird thing where uh, Ultimate Warrior was just, like, throwing up, like, I don't know, look like some orange juice and <laughs> tuna fish or something like that. Yeah. But... Um, it's just like crap like that. So, I mean, my approach is just, you know, just being the big bruiser, just, you know, bringing the punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, looking at a lot of Undertaker, looking at a lot of Kang squash, uh, matches. Um, let's see, uh, Ahmed Johnson, just because yeah. dude, dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's taking me some time to, uh, really figure it out. Lately, I've been watching a lot of Umaga. So, oh snap! He's he super, was good. Man. He's super oh, like man. going back now is like, because like he when I first got into wrestling, like he was he first showed up, yeah. And so it was like he was like ah scary, and then like going back and looking at it now from like a different viewpoint, you're just like wow, this dude is actually like right kind of a baller, dude. Fun fact: uh, my first ever WWE show was them coming to Amarillo. I think it was like a SummerSlam kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Umaga, Triple H, and John Cena in a triple threat. Wow, and. Uh, my little brothers and I were super, super, super into wrestling at that time, uh-huh. and we were kind of in the back row, so whenever every wrestle came out, we all ran to the front to go try to touch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little brother, the smallest one, the youngest one, uh, he, I guess he had never seen Umaga up to that point, so when Umaga came out and he was screaming at all of us, he literally sent my little brother back to the back row, just in tears. <laughs> my little brother stayed in my mom's arms and just oh, cried man. the entire rest of the show. Oh, saw Umaga. Umaga had a presence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do too. Like whenever I come out there, I want I want to have the I mean sad to say, but I want to have that same effect. You know? Uh, yeah. Like going out there, like going out there for the first time and you know, I wear the face paint and everything, it's a different feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. first you put the face paint on, okay, it's 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 legit. Like I'm in gimmick, I'm in gimmick mm-hmm. mode. Uh go out there and just, you know, just start staring at people and it's it feels kinda cool to yeah. get, you know, people people's reaction just because I just come out there don't say nothing, you know, look scary, 
throw some people around yeah. and get the hell out of there. Hell and, yeah, man. And that's basically what it's all about. Um, but yeah, watching a lot of Umaga, uh, I definitely want to add some more, you know, power moves to my repertoire just because I'm now feeling the the you know, the bit guy gimmick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One move that I want to try to uh, do, and this is just like a little, like, I guess a prelude to what I'm doing. I was watching a match. It was a squash match with Umaga and Brian Kendrick. And I think uh, on that, in that particular match, he did the super, the super Samoan yep. drop. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, the, man. The pop-up one? Yeah, the pop-up yeah. Samoan like, drop. He, he was up there, dog. Yo, he was way up there. And I was just like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. You know, uh, just because I've been doing a lot of strength training and uh, with my girlfriend because she's a personal trainer. And she does strongman, too. So we do That's some f- like throwing sandbags up in the air, throwing kegs, that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. So it feels kind of like almost natural. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember the match I had with Michael Arrow, and that's when the first time I did the uh, the gorilla press. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, I, I never I thought. I that back, and I was like, wow. I never thought I could do it, but then when I did it, I was just like, all this training is paying off. <laughs> so anybody, if, thing, man. if you're listening to this, you put in the extra work, it's going to pay off. Because <laughs> at that moment, I felt it. <laughs> That's dope, man. Throw it, throwing other uh, adult men just around like, <laughs> like kids. I mean, there's, there's enough uh, more, I guess, that's a nice way to say it. more of us compact folk around here. Compact folk. <laughs> yeah, around here that you could do, you could do that to, to a few. Yeah, short kings. So you could do that to quite a few of I us. I mean, it just to make like, the match interesting. And I'm it pretty would, sure it'll be fun just to fly around a little bit. For sure. Yeah, for us. I think it'd be fun <laughs> for us to fly around. I mean, honestly, I, I would like to do it too. It's just yeah. that I'm a big guy. And you know, big guys <laughs> don't really bump, right? Uh, but I took that bump with uh, Austin James on mm-hmm. Saturday. He hit me with that Uranagi. That was the first time I like took a bump in a match. Yeah. And honestly, when you talk about being in the air for a long time, <laughs> feel it, feel it, I felt I felt that I felt that. Feels like time stops almost for mm-hmm. me at least. It feels like time stops every it, time yeah. I'm jumping or doing something in the air. It really did. And the only time I ever felt that way was uh, when we were learning the monkey flips. <laughs> Donovan or Eli Schwartz hit me with the monkey flip, and I swear to God, I felt like I was in the air for like five <laughs> yeah. minutes. Uh, I took a I took a suplex from Donnie in the, oh, in, a, in the graduation match, and yes. I was I was in the air for it felt like ten years. <laughs> Dude. I was like, okay, we're hitting. Okay, we're going. Wait. No, you don't hit for a while, dog. <laughs> he gave me um, a follow-away slam, and yeah, I felt like I was going to fly outside of the ring. It, it was a good landing. Like, it felt fine, but it was just like, <sighs> you, you're you in the air long enough, because like, him and both with uh, Leroy, too, because they're just tall, yeah, they're yeah. tall tall men. <laughs> like, you're, you're in the air, and it's scary because you're in the air long enough to think about that you're in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Most other suplexes that I've taken, it's just like, okay, we're up, down, ah, Boom. good. But like with them, it's like up, oh, oh god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to put in two more oh gods in there. Yeah, 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 for you. real. God, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, with brother Zeke, man, take me through that character. Like, what? How did that come to be? Um, well, like I said, uh, going back into it, um, I was really wanting to do this gimmick. I actually thought about this gimmick maybe two years ago. And that's when actually my pro wrestling uh, journey started. I actually started in Houston uh, at Reality Wrestling. Shout out. Um, but that didn't, yeah. Oh, you know what? Shout out to Booker T. You know, that guy is awesome. Um, but I was going through a lot of health stuff at the time. And obviously, you know, too, just because I went through my fair share in the beginning as well. That's that's what kind of slowed me down. Yeah. But um, 
when I thought about the gimmick, I thought about the very first like promo that I've ever like watched in pro wrestling. And that was with the undertaker. And that was when he first came out. And I remember the promo started off with like a bunch of caskets lined up with all the pictures of the wrestlers on top. And I remember like feeling like scared, like, like, (laughs) man, this guy just killed people. (laughs) So like he's going to jump in the ring and kill Hulk Hogan or whoever my favorite wrestler was at the time. Uh, but I, I remember that feeling and, and also the feeling that I had whenever uh, Sting uh, first came out with this crow gimmick. Okay. And I was like, man, what can I do to have a mystique? That way, a mystery. So that way I come in the ring, you know, people wonder who I am and I'm just destroying people. Yeah. But, you know, they're still like, who is this guy? Where is he coming from? You know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So... I looked at certain things, and then the the Papa Shango gimmick came up, and I was just like, "Well, I th- I guess I can take this and I can make it my own. Your own. Maybe I could just like have like a Undertaker vibe mixed in with like I don't know Stone Cold Steve Austin or something like that." Mm-hmm. But um, then we started getting into the lore of it. Um, I wanted I wanted to have like an African god just because you know that's where you know voodoo comes from it roots from yeah. yeah so i looked at the uh the god asansi okay. uh so basically asansi is like basically the the loki of the african gods so just, just mischief just mischief uh basically how he uh beats his enemies is with their own strength uh-huh. um but that I thought about that, and I was just like, well, I could probably take this and, like, do, like, some sort of, like, Bray Wyatt thing, uh, like The Fiend or whatever. Where mm-hmm. he, I, I, I actually I got that idea whenever I watched uh, WrestleMania. Uh, it was one of the recent WrestleManias when he went up against John Cena. Uh, the yes. last year's WrestleMania. Firefly Funhouse uh, match. Okay. And he started taking them through, like, different stages of his career, and I was just like... I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So hopefully with this whole, like, uh, idea with him later on, whenever I can, you know, start telling better stories, I want to be able to do that. You know, be able to... Get super psychological? Super psychological. That'd be dope. Like, I've always been a fan of psychological wrestlers, like, you know, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um also, uh, another one that comes to mind, I mean, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. I mean, also, uh, I, I, I love that sort of mystique in that sort of, you know, uh, approach. So I felt like what better way to do that than voodoo and everybody's afraid of voodoo, yeah. you know? And also, I mean, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a Louisiana boy, uh, born in Shreveport. Uh, you know, I have family all over Louisiana, so I was just like, this just fits me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's better than the, well, I felt like it was better than the gimmick that was tried to, tried to, was given to me, you know. Yeah. Like, you, you you heard the story earlier this week, <laughs> and we'll save that for another time. Another time. <laughs> yeah. Let it pass for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we, we put a lot of work into that. Um, the symbols uh, that we put on the forehead as well. Um, one thing I thought was cool about the symbol, and I wasn't the one who came up with this idea, because um, me and my girlfriend we collaborated on this whole like gimmick thing, and she mentioned uh, the the um, she mentioned Pluto, yeah, and uh, I I wrote I wrote it down right here, um, but basically uh, Pluto is basically like pretty much the god of destruction, and 
basically it's it represents death and rebirth. So yeah, he's like the he's the, <laughs> he's the Roman equivalent to Hades, basically. Basically, good mm-hmm. God. Basically, and and just thinking That's about it, God. like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, foretell the future of what's going to happen with Brother Zeke, but I can assure you that Pluto and what that meaning is is going to tie into all of that. Ooh. So. Get ready. A path of destruction coming and, down right AAPW. And, the, and yes. that's, that's that's such a cool spin on like the like the monster character is yeah. like like you take a big guy and you put the whole spin on it like oh he's so big he's destroying everybody but yeah. what's but like once you add that like that purpose or that the the monster is like cognitive and mm-hmm. can like has his own that's way of thinking scarier. you yeah. lean more into like the like the Mr Brody Lee kind of monster yeah. where it's yeah. like not only is this dude huge and not only can he just kill you with raw strength but he's like super intelligent too so he's like like not only like the the idea of a guy that's so big and so strong but that can also outsmart you is Ter- it was pro- probably just as, if not more terrifying. Than I just love a, that a regular you, monster. I love that you brought that up, and I'll I'll just go ahead and say it now. R.I.P. Brody Lee. Yeah. But I felt like Brody Lee and the Dark Order was like probably the best move in his career, just because it resonated with a lot of people. It was it, his best run for sure. He it was. His best it really did, and like, and to your point, and that's what I want to do with Brother Zeke. Like, I don't want to be the monster that's just like, rawr, I'm yeah. gonna just destroy everybody like see everywhere i came with a purpose okay now maybe that purpose might not be to get the championship right away but it's definitely to prove a point that there is definitely a monster here and there's definitely somebody to fear Mm -hmm. you know and that's the whole part about i love about the big guy in pro wrestling is that you always have that person with that mean streak that is going to make a victory for someone else down the line seem more meaningful nice. you know what i mean i'm happy you think that way man well i mean it's 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 a part of the business like yeah. you, you give and you take and i i i definitely want to be a guy who can work with people but i also want to be a guy that can tell stories and that's the whole other side of asansi is that he is a storyteller Jeez. um any any super layered oh yeah dude like <laughs> that's dope <laughs> I'm very I'm very cognitive when it comes down to this sort of thing. But yeah, Asansi, the story of Asansi goes like this. Um, his father was like the main god of the African god. So you can say he was kind of like Zeus mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but basically, uh, but how the story goes is that he held all the stories of the world and Asansi wanted them. So what he so he made a deal with his father and he was just like, hey, if you can destroy these four beasts, then I will give you the stories. And that's exactly what he did. He destroyed four beasts. I think one of them was um, one of them was a, a snake. One of them was a, a, a leopard of some sort. Another one, I can't remember the third one. I know the fourth one was the strongest, and it was like a fairy. Yeah. But like Sheesh. I said, he somehow used their weaknesses all against them to beat themselves, and then so and then 
he when he went back to his father, he took all the stories, and that's basically the story Dude, of his make a movie out of this. Do you know if they made like a like a depiction out of this, like a movie or anything? No, I mean, and I feel like that'd be taken. Like, and that's the thing; it's it's Af- it's African lore, you yeah. know. Like that's one thing that dope, you know though. people don't look into is you know different different lores, and I I I love all kind of different cultures when it comes down to that sort of thing. But I felt like this is something that I could do just because, like I said, my sole purpose for wrestling is to tell stories and hopefully I can become better at it just because that's what I get whenever I watch wrestling is I get the story, the journey out of it. Like that's why Sting's uh, whole run in WCW before he started talking, Mm -hmm. uh, like before he won the belt from uh, Hogan, I felt like that whole thing was just like a storyline that I couldn't stop following. Like I was on, I was in front of that TV every Monday (laughs) Every Monday until like I don't know maybe ninety eight and then I was just like I'm switching over to WWE because I love the <laughs> rock. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame me. Uh, okay, dude. First of all, that's dope. I'm happy you took us on that journey, a little history lesson because that's mm-hmm. I didn't know anything of that. You've alluded to me about the symbol before in the past, like when you debuted, but I mm-hmm. I, I didn't get the full scope of it. But I'm happy you just laid that out for me because that's really dope. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to I'm happy to tell it, man. Yeah, and definitely, um, like I said, I definitely want to start elaborating. Uh, later on but for right now i'm just enjoying being a monster yeah it's dope bro um real quick i want to get your i guess feelings on how it well yeah feelings on how it felt to uh debut man because you've been working hard for a while at least since i've been here i've been seeing you you know lack of better terms back lack of better words you've been you know kicking your own ass man just trying to get back in the ring trying to debut so how did it feel to finally have all of that pay off you got to go out there against Arrow. Well, um, I I don't want to go too deep into it, but I guess I can just like kind of tell the journey of how that all went up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, when I started here, um, I started here. Well, actually, I moved to Austin uh, September 2019. I, I, I signed up for AAPW, and literally the week after I moved here, wow. Steve-O called me and was like, hey, you want to train? And I was like, uh, I'm not in the position right now. So I had two jobs. I worked at a, a Target and a Planet Fitness. And there was some actually APW um, fans who used to go to the gym, and they told me about it. And I was just like, wow. okay, I have to go. So February, March came around of last year, and I signed up. And literally, like, two weeks after that, <laughs> COVID. Oh, was lockdown. Man. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so mad. And so – we started back again in June, and literally a month later, I hurt my knee. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were doing, like, leapfrog drills, and I tried to jump over Donovan. and Or actually, no, I tried to run under Donovan, and I hurt my knee, and that was out for, like, a month. And then I came back, and then I, I, I forgot what other injury I had, but I was out for another, like, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was already behind. Yeah. Like, I was way behind. I remember seeing you, like, a little bit uh... – during that time, I never really got a good look at you until uh, you started to come back with my class. Yeah. But yeah, keep, keep going. Well, honestly, at that point, like, man, I was out of shape and it was hard. I thought, well, maybe I could just get back in shape if I start training. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't happening for me, you know. Um, so literally uh, in December when I we had to take time off for COVID, um, I said, you know what? I'm just going to take like a solid month and a half and just grind it out. So my girlfriend, she was just like, hey, I, 
I got a workout plan for you. Let's just stick with that and we'll see what happens. And I did that and started noticing small differences. And I was just like, okay, I think I'm ready to go back. And, and now here I am. Yeah. And when I first got out there and from getting my, getting myself, my body ready and, and coming up with the gimmick and figuring out everything behind that all the way up to that point, when I walked out there, I was just like, this is where, this is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Like all the, all the tears, all the frustrations, all the confusion, everything I went through, it all was worth it. Cause honestly, I, I walked out there. I was expecting people to boo me. Some people popped. I was like, yeah. I was, I was kind of taken back. <laughs> it, it, it took a lot out of me not to laugh. Cause yeah. I was just like, don't laugh. Cause you're going to ruin the gimmick. And so I got out there and when I got in the ring, man, like it was, it was just like, I just want that feeling over and over again. It feels good, man. You know, it feels so good. You know, like watching, watching you up there and then, you know, watching, you know, CJC, um, you know, uh, What's, what's Luis's? Uh, uh, Alberto. Alberto Reyes. Yeah, watching him up there, too. Like, I trained with these guys. I started with them. Oh, yeah, I mean, I watched you last year, Cortez. But you I mean, is King Cortez. King Cortez <laughs> is like our little our little podcast dad in the back. <laughs> By the way, uh, just a quick shout-out. We don't have Jay Mazing here, man. Yeah, Jay Mazing currently not in the building. He's not in the building. He's, yeah. off, he's off in some other building doing some... Now we feel bad. We want you back in the building. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel bad too. I wanted him here for my for my. Well, there's always next time. Yeah, there's next time. Jay, Jay would we love, love to you, ask man. you the dreaded ECW. The question. ECW question. Yeah. People ECW. Question. God. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Wait, what's the ECW question? Ah, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> that man loves him some. I don't. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to ask it for him because I, I know mean, he it's, wants it's to. It's his tradition. It's his tradition. It's, 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 so I mean, I love ECW though. Oh, but like, wait, which which one? But like. No, he's he's a big WWE ECW. Right? Oh, okay. I I like the <laughs> I like the old ECW. How do you like the WWE ECW? Uh, see, say it's it. appropriate reaction. Man, I know you want to say it. Stick it to Jay. It wasn't the worst thing ever. I I don't like Stand it. Stand by it. It wasn't the worst thing. I'm, ever. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like entirely bad. Like it's not watchable, but. It doesn't give me that magic that the okay. old school That's fair. Uh, ECW. I like, like a lot of if it was called not ECW, it was called something <laughs> else. Then it it would have been. Well, I mean, it would have been better. That right? ECW had cool people though. Like, it did. It brought us um, Kofi. It brought us CM Punk. It brought us um, Lance Archer. Almost came up from that. Almost did. He almost did. Yeah, my boy Jack Swagger. Mm -hmm. Bobby. Bobby, Bobby actually went. Lashley, yeah. Lashley was WWE But did he start in WWE I don't think he did. He, no, so. he got drafted. He got drafted. He was on. He was on Raw. He Raw was with uh, John Cena for a little bit. It was and Chris Masters. Yeah, because he did the master. I think it was right after. It was right after he did the WrestleMania thing. It was either right after or right before he did the WrestleMania thing with, with Umaga. With Umaga, ah. he got drafted over, became there, and he became the champ, and yeah. then went from there. Sorry to take you off that. Yeah, going no, off man. That <laughs> uh, I mean, get a together. I, th I just think about old ECW, and I think about Chris Benoit. I think about Rey Mysterio, Stone Cold, Brian Pillman, Raven. Yeah. Um, I can go on, but those are all wrestlers that I, like, loved watching back then. And it, to be honest with you, it didn't give me that same magic that, you know, and you're not it to be did. that. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Well, the old ECW had the old thing. Like, the closest I can imagine, because uh, as someone, like, as someone who got into wrestling in, like, the 
early mid 2000s mm -hmm. you know i was around for wc for ecw or WCW for that matter mm -hmm. but like the closest i can think of when i think of like the environment of it is like when pwg ran their shows in that receipt yeah. building where it's just like it's not it's like mayhem yeah yeah it's just it's it's the they, crowds cram, are... they cram as many people as they can in yep. this small little room and the wrestlers go out there and they just kill it and the fans are you know they eat it up they're loud they're felt drunk which is fine but, you <laughs> i know. can i can co-sign I mean? that i can co-sign the it. wwe ecw was too corporate it was way too corporate it was way too organized this is, is what it is you that's, know? Yeah. But, that's wwe just corporate corporate whatever corporate kane <laughs> corporate, <Kane. laughs> corporate rock that's all right so so i guess that that um so is that around when you started like getting into wrestling? Was around the 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 ECW days or? Oh no, I was I was into wrestling in the eighties, man. Um, my dad was a big pro wrestling fan, and uh, he would tell me stories because he used to um, he used to watch a lot of shows in the seventies and in the uh, wow. early eighties. Mm -hmm. uh, he worked at like a Waffle House, and you know that's when they had that major promotion in Houston. Mm -hmm. And he would talk oh, was the Von Erichs? That was their area, wasn't it? No, that, they were DFW. Houston, uh. Houston was NWA, I think. Okay, which would be like. That's where when like Flair would come down and Wahoo McDaniel and those kind of guys. But Reed, um, yeah. Dusty Rhodes, like my dad was a big Dusty Rhodes fan. He was a big Ric Flair fan, and I would watch that with him. And then that's when I found out about Sting, mm -hmm. and Sting is like my ultimate favorite wrestler <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Like he's probably the reason why I said give me the face paint because <laughs> Sting is amazing. I feel like you do that for a lot of people, man. Oh Sting yeah, is, Sting is the iconic face paint. I mean, if I could, if I can somehow get the Stinger splash down, man. Watch out. <laughs> mm -hmm. God bless anyone that takes up. Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, real quick. You know, we're running out of time here. We have a somewhat patent not patent uh three counts like, not trademark not trademark <laughs> it's supposed to be three minutes of us asking as many questions as we can for as fast as we can but you know what we just don't care okay uh you answer as long as you want to or as fast as you want to who Got cares it. we just work here that's what jay would say we just work here for sure rp me you too <laughs> <laughs> but uh the <laughs> king cortez just gave him a holy salute baby yep up to the sky all men's um all right, we'll start off with the uh, most requested question, as I like to say to myself uh, at whatever. night, cold sweats. Favorite ring gear of all time? Favorite ring gear of all time? Uh, it's going to have to be Sting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all, all the, the black trench coat does it for me. Yeah, so. that's dope. Scorpion on the side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can't, uh, you know what? That is so simple, yet so iconic. It's where simple does the most, Pretty I feel. The, the, black, the trench coat's dope. I'll also say his, his other... Uh, uh, gear with his beach gimmick too, with the like, yeah, you know, the, the little thing. tassels off off his jacket. Yeah, mm -hmm. love that. Good thing. You got yours? Yeah. Guard uh, Felix, or you call yourself this week. I call Mister Mister Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mr. Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you be my manager. I would. I uh, I would like to know who. Uh, why don't you tell me what your favorite wrestling event is? If it can be a sh like show, pay per view. My favorite wrestling event would be have to be Wrestle Kingdom, but um, okay. But I would say the second one would be All Out or All In because I actually went to that. Oh, really? The, yeah, the, like the oh, first ever All the In. First ever oh, All In. Man, I, I that was, was there. Dang, that's sick. I was there, and when I left that place, I was like, "This is going to be a promotion." Like they had like a little like. Uh, 
little event at the end, and they were talking about their contracts expiring yeah. with New Japan. I've and I was, that online. And everybody was talking about, oh, they're going to go to WWE. And I was just like, I think they can make their own promotion. And then AEW happened. AEW had the foresight. Yeah. That, I, never th- I thought they were all going to go. And that's, a, that's honestly, in a way, that's a piece of wrestling history to be a part that of is, that. Uh, be that's a part dope, of all dude. In. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. God, I think the only, like, cool wrestling event I've been to other than AAPW, um, was when New Japan came to Dallas. That kind of reinvigorated me wanting to get into wrestling, the Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then I got that. to see Tanahashi versus Okada. Hell, yeah. Which was dope. But, Hell, um, yeah. Dude, all in, that is that is literally legendary. That's hey, man, sick. shout out to my boy Mo. He really hooked it up with the tickets. And we took a road trip. Like, we were so serious about it. Yeah. We were like, we're not flying. We're taking a road you trip. Dri- oh, you drove all the way to Chicago? We drove all the way That's to crazy. Chicago and did the, did the damn thing. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Nice. Uh, all right, let's go. Our last one, top three wrestlers in the world right now. Top three of all, t- or, or right now. Um, I'm always gonna say Omega Man. Yeah, because you can't. I don't think you you cannot go wrong with putting him at the top of any list right now. I I love Omega. Um, another one I would say is Will Osprey. Yep, he's killing it right now. Definitely, and I'll. I'll top this off with the Rainmaker just because yeah. Okada's just, he's the man. That dude is good in whatever role he plays. <laughs> he's so good, and he's like, it's like, crazy because he's like, he's as good as he is, and he's like 31 or something like that. Jesus like, Christ. I want to be, I want Osprey to grow too. up, I want to grow up and be like Okada. Yeah. Like, that's just that's consistent. Just again, he's so consistent. When he lost the belt, I'm not gonna lie, I was afraid of like, Oh, man, because I feel like he is a part of the belt as much as the belt is a part of him. Oh, yeah, dude. He's been champion for a while. A while. Like, yeah, it yeah. felt weird seeing the belt off of him whenever he lost to uh, Omega. Mm-hmm. And then when he lost to Tana, or not Tana, um, Naito. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Okada, that's, those are good picks, man. Will Ospreay Thank is you. absolutely killing it. Talk about his surge in the last few years. My God, that dude has been on a tear. And he's, he's bound to be... IWGP champion 100% like soon I like how he made the jump from junior heavyweight to heavyweight that, and he, the he did it seamlessly too cause like you got uh, well not juice I feel like juice is a bad <laughs> word but he got stacked yeah and, and like in a few it, months it, and like it, it was cool that he was able to like like he obviously I'm sure he had to sacrifice a bit of his like Aerial assassin. Uh, no, he's still. But, well, but he's still doing a lot of the. I remember when he was going through the change. Uh, he was posting on, I believe it was Twitter, and he was trying to do a standing corkscrew, and he couldn't land it quite the same as he used to before. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, like he thought he couldn't land it, but he definitely landed it. He was just being coy about it. I mean, he's just being well. He's being. He's being pr- humble. Big, big boy, Will Osprey. Yeah, but yeah oh, no, yeah. dude, it's it's crazy. Like that's a, that's always a cool, like in in New Japan, it's like it feels like a rite of passage to, to for guys who are able to make that transition. Mm-hmm. Like with uh, Kenny did it. Like Kenny Kenny did it. Uh, Koda did it. Mm-hmm. You know that transition from junior junior I, heavyweight to heavyweight. I really thing. I really have a, a a liking to the athletic wrestler. You know, just you know, putting just pure athleticism into the moves. Um, they, it, it looks more exciting. Mm-hmm. It looks more like you know a fight in desperation. And I hope that I could get to that point. 100%, man. You know, uh, but that's just, that's long term. You know, yeah. right now, I'm just focused on being the big monster. Yeah. yeah. So I like, yeah, a, I like the humble. It's a long, it's, it's a long road. You, you want to make the career, you want to make, you want to ensure you have a long career. So you exactly. got to, like they told us, uh, I think it was last week, the week before, trainers said, you know, enjoy, enjoy the early years, the formative yeah, years. Exactly. Because it'll, it'll fly yeah. by. It'll yes. fly by. 
All right. Well, that is all the time we have. But before we go, you want to give us the rundown? Yeah, of, what we got of going course. School? Absolutely. Uh, so coming up, of course, our next show is going to be Saturday, April the 10th. It is WrestleMania weekend. But of course, as part of WrestleMania weekend, you know, you got to do you got to do some wrestling. So we're going to have a show April the 10th uh, earlier that day, too. Uh, we'll have a seminar by Ring of Honor Wrestling Wrestling boy, Jay Lethal. Wrestle boy. Wrestle boy. I'll yeah. be I think of Ring of Honor, you think of Jay Lethal. Yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway. Yeah, when I first started watching wrestling again, he was the main guy. He was, yeah. So, Jay Lethal will be uh, here at the APW Arena hosting a seminar, and he'll also be our special guest at our show tonight. So, if you're not, you know, April 10th, you can put you, you can come watch some great IRL wrestling, and then, you know, the WrestleMania is on Peacock. You can watch it later. Yeah, you can watch it after <laughs> that. It's fine. Uh, also, we've I believe on Saturday, Sunday the 18th, uh, we're going to have a, another seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Impact's going to host a seminar here at the APW Arena. Scott Demore. Yeah, with uh, Scott Demore, Johnny Swinger. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna host a show that evening, too, yeah. as well, with, uh, regarding the seminar. So, you know, come out for the show if you're, if you're not a wrestler, if you are a wrestler. I'll be yeah, there. Throw yourself in the ring. Throw yourself in. Yeah, get in there. It's, it's a connection. Pay first. Yeah, pay pay for connection are important. Please uh, bring money. As always, we've always uh, we've got our we've got our store available uh, at Teespring official APW. Uh, make sure you stop by get a, get yourself some nice merch. Always helps out the school. Good old nice hoodies and good uh, sweats. Good stuff like that. Also, if you're thinking about helping out the school, we are opening up a partners program here at APW. So if you'd like to if you if you own a business or happen to know somebody who owns a business, you can uh, we're opening up certain adverti- advertisement and partner packages mm-hmm. so you can come through and. Uh, you know, not only help out the school uh, in in your own way, but also us giving back to you as well for supporting us. You know, we've got uh, get your name up uh, name up on here, so get some good business support, some good exposure, hopefully for for both of us. Uh, so you can always inquire. Uh, get on the website officially APW, and uh, yeah, get on that too. Yeah. Also, be sure to follow us all on social media. Uh, official AAPW on the Instagram, official underscore AAPW on the Twitter. Nice. Uh, make sure, yeah, and come check us out. You know, we're happy to have you. Uh, we're always accepting new students as well so you can hit up the website hit up Jeez. hit us up on socials figure out the goings down uh we're starting new classes pretty quickly now as we're winding out into the middle of the year uh so get, get yourself in the ring and give give it give, give it the old college college try, try. sir yes, we'd love to have you mm-hmm. but yeah that'll uh that'll do that'll do it for us as far as that I as far might as I'm be concerned. the smoothest you've ever done that that was dope. we'll work on it yeah <laughs> we're, we get so some fly. We're, wait, wait, wait till we get some partners and i get like scripted ad reads That'd be dope. i'm gonna turn on i'm gonna i'm gonna drop an octave too in the <laughs> in, in my speaking voice so we can Really get it out there. Lamps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah keep the name Mr. Mardi Gras to you. Yeah, Mr. Mardi Gras. It's it's a, it's 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 a week by week thing. You know. <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for the episode. Thank you for the thank team. you guys. I just smacked thank you for having me. Kill me. I'm a big fan of the show, and I, it's an honor to be a guest. Yeah, yeah, sir. Can't wait to have you back uh, yes, later down the road. Yeah, yes. hopefully be the champion by then. Not the social media champ though. Maybe it's a long. You never know. Oh God. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Have a good one. Later, guys.